Material Components Episode 13 Pack Tactics Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gorgoni, and joining me as always are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers, how's it going? Pretty good. good. It's good. Hey, folks, uh, I am Olivia. I will be playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I am Elliot, and I will be playing Cherish, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael Lisman, and I am playing Sid, the Half-Elf Rogue. Hey, I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. And of course, I will be asking the same question I ask every time, which is, do y'all remember what happened last time? Genuinely, no. <laughs> it, had, it had to do with the woods and snow and dire wolves? Yeah, actually, yeah. That's all I got. Spooky, um, spooky, spooky. Spooky, uh, spooky. Like psychic direwolves. Yeah, they talked. Yes, they were psychic. Wait, they were uh, psychic? The, no, that's I, not, I that's, that. not what, <laughs> that's not what I meant. I meant ones that can talk. Which or that means are, like, psychic. intelligent. <laughs> Talking wolves. <laughs> they might be I psychic. Need to go to bed. I'm just saying. I'm just we saying. don't know be, that they're not psychic. We don't know that we're not. We can't rule it out at this point. But they also do magic tricks and, and, and do tarot uh-huh. readings. <laughs> Is this your card? <laughs> so, so. Uh, wolves sense that you know someone whose name begins with J. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, we do know that the wolves have the the mark of the cult that's trying to uh, yes. murder us constantly. Indeed. Uh, at the very end of the last session, I'm glad you remembered the absolute last thing that happened. I which... remember every... I do remember everything else. Okay. Because there I were remember... some slightly <laughs> important <laughs> details leading up to that event. That's true. Because yes, I have uh... pigeonholed myself as the teacher's pet, so... <laughs> <laughs> well then, what do you have to say for yourself? Well... We got to Crescent's Edge, and we found the Bark Watch, and we, mm-hmm. Grawl managed to convince Lucia Bellwether, the tabaxi mm-hmm. head of the Bark Watch, to lead us into the woods where we were trying to go. Otherwise, we would get lost and die. It's and true. the lesser popped up again. We had a convo, and then he got cagey, and so I, he just pe- peaced out. Uh, and then kind of. we kind of he's still there. He's still there, more yeah. or less. Uh, and then the next day we saw the direwolves. So there. It's true. It's so aggressive. After arriving in Crescent's Edge, you had indeed discovered that the the target of your quest so far has been the realm scars. At least that has been your best option in terms of tracking down the means and motives of this strange cult that you've been encountering. Mm-hmm. Possibly mm-hmm. some kind of strange, twisted cult of the Azid Dahaka. Yes. Upon arriving in Crescent's Edge, you did indeed make contact with the local garrison of the Bark Watch. 
It was there that you discovered that strange goings-on had been occurring within the Eastwood, just east of the town, some of which included the presence of odd talking animals. Your investigations led you to believe that the realm scar that you sought was perhaps in an area not super far from the edge of town, but about a day and a half's worth of travel called the Granite Scar. Oh, that's why I wrote that down. It is there that a young Barkwatch member had seen abnormal weather patterns as well as other strange anomalies that led him to be put on tree duty. Poor, oh, poor. I remember David. his name, too. I remember his name, too. It was Dilbert, wasn't it? <laughs> Absolutely no? not. No? You know no? what's funny is I, I was <coughs> almost positive his name was Wesley, and then you said Dilbert, and I was like... Oh no, I don't know it either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, regardless, that person is in the past because, yes, you are indeed traveling with Captain Lucia Bellwether. She is le leading you to the Granite Scar after an impassioned speech from Grawl, revealing perhaps just how much he cared about his young wards. Oh. Boo, Aww. feelings. <laughs> yeah, boo, feelings. Crawl doesn't like him either. He's trying to get rid of him. <laughs> Doing a bang-up job. But yes, you had found yourself wandering along a high ridge overlooking a wintry chunk of the woods. The winter seems to have sharply increased in its ferocious quality the deeper you get into the woods. There seemed to have been some sort of invisible barrier that you crossed sometime in the last day's travel that demarcated the strangeness increasing. Mm-hmm. When last we left you, you were traveling along this ridge and you had seen the approach of several white wolves with strange markings burned into their flesh just below their heads. They had then let out wavering, long, mournful howls before disappearing back into the woods beneath the ridge upon which you marched. And that is where we find you now. Captain Bellwether, staring at you with concerned eyes, looking back down to where the wolves had been just moments before, looking back to you and saying, You don't happen to have any idea what that was about. No, but it, <coughs> it's probably not good. Hear me out. The wolves are psychic. They can read <laughs> our minds. That's how they knew we were coming. S Sid? Yes. You're welcome, by the way. Uh, why, do you, why do you think they're psychic? I mean, how else would they have known? We're being so sneaky. They don't... How do you know... What makes you think they know where we are? Well, didn't they look up at us and then howl because they saw us? Did they look up at us? They did indeed look directly yeah. at you. Oh, oh, I missed yeah. that part. Oh, uh, yeah. They know we're here. Okay, um... And they could the wolf, like, finger it. guns at us and like, <laughs> hey, bam, bam, the, bam. Wolf, yeah. the wolf version of <laughs> yeah. finger guns. No, uh, the human version of finger guns that the wolves uh, did. No! It had a, like, it had a human arm in its mouth and then it like... Hands. Ugh, ugh, wolves with hands. Oh, New band name. Strange dream. Uh, uh, How did you... Go ahead. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, 
Cat with hands, go watch it on YouTube. Trigger warning, it's upsetting. <sighs> Don't nope. Uh, nope. watch it. It's <laughs> awful. And thanks, Elliot. I'm Cut. downstairs by myself. <laughs> Cutting that bit out of the episode. What? <laughs> no one needs to. Boo. We're not promoting an ep- uh, a video. I am not one. promoting Cat with hands. You're the worst. You I guys don't know are all what it movies. is, and I'm not looking it up. Good. Hey, I actually have no idea, but I'm assuming based on the name. <clears throat> so yeah. Anyway, Could be uh, we don't know. Just uh, uh, that said, I don't think they're psychic. I, they're <coughs> wolves. They can probably smell us. That's sort of like a, a an animal thing. So, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. But we can't rule it out. Just saying. Okay. Um, Captain Bellwether will say, "Is far more likely that they indeed smelled us. We are upwind from them." Can, can we they... run into? Oh, go ahead. Are we? Are we like in somewhat immediate danger here? Like, can they get up here pretty quickly, or is there a way and down? Fairly the captain quickly? will say. Oh, there is a very quick way down, but the way up is a bit more steep. They would have to travel several hundred meters out of their way to find a easy purchase up this cliffside. Hmm. Unless um, they have some sort of abilities I am not aware of. Well, how big were these wolves? Were these normal-sized wolves, or are these? They were like roughly the size of horses. Yeah, um, that so, goes well. You know, dire wolf size. Well, actually. You're not so sure about that. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, because we didn't see the bone spurts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm asking if these are just right. like evil regular wolves, slightly larger evil regular wolves, or like full-blown <laughs> like spooky demon wolves with bones and stuff. You did not see the telltale bone spurs that demarcate something that is suffering from the dire plague. Hmm. Well... But that isn't to say that. Did we? T- I can't remember if we told Lucia about the cult. We you didn't, like, barely we told her know. anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoops. Uh. <laughs> hey, Lucia. Uh, real quick. Don't be mad. <laughs> we do recognize that symbol, though. We've run into people with that marking before and it was bad news for sure you're telling me that symbol that was on the wolf what does it mean it's the symbol of this group of people who are not good uh they are uh, we're not really sure what their goals are but they it has something to do with the outer storm and they're bringing the outer storm to the valley they're trying That's to what anyway their goals are and captain bellwether will grow unnaturally still she gets that sort of stillness about her that only an animal on the very edge of panic gets sometimes you see it especially in cats where they'll just freeze right before they're about to spring into some kind of very fast motion. And she'll stare at all of you, her eyes, the only thing that flicker between the four of you. And then finally she'll relax slightly and say, What is your mission out here? 
You're not simple explorers looking to see some strangeness out in the Eastwood. We are investigating this cult. And we came out here because there are other people like us dying on other missions out here. And we came to find out why. And it seems that this cult is why. I see. Well... We have two options, as I see it now. We press forward and find whatever it is you are seeking, or we turn back and leave this strangeness behind and come back better reinforced. Mm. And she looks to growl and sort of dismisses the other three of you in terms of looking to someone to make a decision. Okay. Right. Okay. Rude. Well, again, in <laughs> no, her I, eyes, I know. the three of you in, are children. Yeah, exactly. In Grawl's eyes, the three of them are still children. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I am literally a minor, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, this is all of the coldness and whatnot's probably gonna spread pretty quick. So uh yeah, I don't think we have time to time to go back and get more people. It is going to spread? How do you know this is going to spread? Do you not notice how it's getting colder and colder? Yes, the closer we get to the granite scar. Mm-hmm. It wasn't wasn't it uh I'm trying to remember. When we were in Crescent's Edge, it wasn't like unbearably cold but by the time we were leaving it was colder there was a definite barrier that we traveled through where yeah. it suddenly became a lot colder there was like an early frost at crescent's edge but it wasn't anything that made anyone raise an eyebrow it oh, is yeah. winter after all i mean i mean in oh, connection with this spooky spooky uh scar thing it could very well be a connection we could make yeah yeah. Spooky spooky. Whether anyway. or not it's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're here. And the cult's here, so... Point of fact, we are several here. miles from the scar. There's still time to turn around, if you wish. I'm good. I'm going to look at the rest of everyone else and say, are you good? We should... I think we should eh. keep going. I'm we should press it. on. There you have it. Very well. Before, she wasn't moving with her weapons drawn. Now, though, she is moving a little bit more carefully, a little bit more quietly, and she has this long bow that was slung at her back. She will string it with a quick, swift motion and jostle the arrows that rest at her hip, readying one, kind of like shaking it loose. Not necessarily fitting it to the bow, but having it ready to go. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Hey, Mike, quick, uh, completely unrelated, well, related to Dungeons and Dragons, but, um, so when we hit level six, shut up, uh, so I have six extra sorcery points now, yeah? Uh, thanks to Maz? Yes. No. Just five? Only, it remains at five. Okay, I thought that's, I was just like, wait, uh, I don't know about that, so, thank you. You're welcome. 
No, the only thing that increased with your forge bonded items was the number of times you can do the skill check. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you continue to press forward. What is our marching order as you move along the ridge? I Lucia assume... is taking the lead. Yeah. Yeah. I vote for a sandwich. Okay. The two adults are the bread of kids. <laughs> okay. So you're taking the rear as always, even when yes. there isn't another piece of bread. Mm -hmm. <laughs> cool. All right. But now I'm likening it to food, so it's I'm even more okay with it. Okay. Well, uh, we have we have somebody who's pretty perceptive in the front. I'm assuming um, I'm assuming the captain is uh, is pretty sharp in that um, sense. Uh, maybe we should have somebody uh, who is also per, uh, perceptive in the back as well. I was going okay. to suggest I go second as opposed to Sid leading because we yeah have someone who's paying attention. Yeah. I can I can hang out in the back, and I'll be I'll be in the middle. I'll be the lettuce. <laughs> that makes you the that makes you the tomato, big guy. No, he's the other bread. I'm the he's other the other bread. bread. I thought I was the other we, bread. We could do this no, open this face. Yeah, this is not an open face sandwich. Oh my oh, god! Okay. <laughs> I didn't. That's know when the dragon descends from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, you're the tomato. What I was saying was that I should be in the back because I can see if something's sneaking up on us. Oh no! Then Tirza is the tomato. You're the ham. I. Oh what are God. we talking about? Everyone, enough, give enough, me perception enough. checks. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Where is it? I put it. Oh, that's good. Nine. Fourteen. 19. Tirza is paying attention. Uh, 22. Grawl's way too busy thinking about sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> so we had 22, 19. What else did we have? Nine. 14 and 9. Yeah. 14 and 9. Okay. Yeah. Who had the 9? Me. Grawl. All right. So as you're moving along this lit this ridge... The three of you, minus Grawl, definitely keep an eye out along the forest beneath you. Again, it is about 200 feet down. You're almost on a, a cliffside as you mark along this ridge, but you can see that it is slowly descending towards the woods. As you reach the apex, you can see about a mile and a half from you, there is a deep descent into what looks like a jagged wound in the forest in front of you. Ugh. Grawl, as you're marching along, you hear the strange tinkling sound off in the distance. The rest of you keep an eye on the woods to your left, and you can see every once in a while the quick flashes of movement in the underbrush. Sid, at a certain point, you can see that about maybe 400 f feet ahead of you and off to the left, down at the bottom, you see that same huge white wolf. Maybe it's the same one, maybe it's a different one, but it looks like the same wolf with the scarred underbelly just staring straight up at you as you make progress. 
Okay. Hey guys, I think we have a follower. <clears throat> and you point that out and Captain Bellwether will look to where you're pointing, call a halt really quick, notch an arrow to her long bow, take a slow knee, and then pull back really, really hard on her bow, mm -hmm. aim slightly up. She seems to gauge the wind for a moment and point over to the left a little bit, and then she'll mm -hmm. release the arrow. Nice. And she's making this attack at disadvantage because she's that far out, but the outer range of a longbow is 600 feet. <laughs> um, That is not a great attack. She only rolls a 12. What is the AC on these things? Uh, 13. Nah, she misses. Damn, so close. So the arrow goes, like, thudding into the ground just in front of the wolf, and it does not move as the arrow just thuds uh -huh. into the ground. And it will let out a, like, bark that echoes through the wind, and it'll lunge out, bite the arrow in half, and then flit into the undergrowth of the trees. That's sassy wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tirza has her Warhammer out now. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've And shields, too. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely uh, one, at least one hand on the... Oh, no, wait. The quarterstaff is two-handed weapon. It, I mean, you could use it one-handed or two-handed. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was versatile. Yes. But yeah. It is drawn. Alright. So... Four of you keep moving, and you can see this slow descent becoming quicker and quicker as you move towards the granite scar. From where you are, you can see that it is basically a cleft in the forest. It looks as though a section of the woodlands just collapsed down into a ragged... It looks like a scar. It's a long, slightly ovoid section of woods that has just fallen in. You can see trees are, like, almost sideways moving into each other like strange teeth overlapping on top of this section of the forest. You don't know how deep it goes because it's slightly covered, but as you get close enough to really make out good details, Captain Bellwether will say, well, there it is. You're only about 50 feet up from the woods to your left. If you keep pressing downwards, you're going to dip below the tree line. And it's going to quickly start exposing you to the woodlands that you were, mm -hmm. up till this point, marching perpendicular to. We can see down into the into the area. You can see the scar itself, or at least the basic shape of it. You can't see the bottom of it because it's covered by what looks like slightly leaning trees that are kind of creating a canopy over the top of the scar. Okay, gotcha. Well, shall we? Do we even have a a plan for what we're doing here? I mean, I mean, what are we looking for? We're looking for uh, signs of this cult. We found it. Are we supposed to take care of it? Yes. <laughs> You know that your primary mission parameters are 
discover the intent of the cult, and perhaps figure out a way to stop them. Because as much as the old mage knew, she did not know precisely what the cult's intentions are. Oh, outside well, of I perhaps murdering the four of you. Yeah. yeah. I probably could have told her at least some of that. <laughs> no, slips your mind. I mean, the other problem is that we can't do, we can't carry out the mission of the others. But if we, but the cult stopping them also means that they can't, and it might just, getting rid of the cult here might just be a band-aid, but at least they can get the job done. So our, so our plan is to go in and kill a bunch of people, wolves, that have been trying to kill us and are trying to bring about the end of the valley, yes. We can try and talk to them first. If you'd like. Well, I hardly think... <laughs> nothing. It's nothing. Alright. I mean, we might as well carry on. And Captain Bellwether, who has sort of taken position on point, her bow, an arrow now notched on the string, staring, trying to stare in every direction at once, as she moves silently forward, she says, I think that decision might be made for you sooner rather than later. Heck yeah. Yeah, it always is. Fight first, ask questions. Never. Well, let's sneak first, and then fight yeah. second. So you want to try to sneak forward? <laughs> there is... Basically, the ridge will come to an end and start mingling with the forest, and then you have about a 50-foot patch of woods before the scar proper starts. <sighs> I mean, they also probably... I mean, they know we're coming, so... And as you're reaching the end of the ridge and begin moving down into the forest, you can see that the, the darkened woods in front of you are all the darker because of the overcast skies. And perhaps all the darker still, but maybe that's just your minds. Maybe it's just your imaginations. But the shadows beneath the trees seem deep and dark. What time of day is it? It's tough to tell. Let's get some light in here. We had to guess what time of day it was. Burn down the forest. Give me a survival check. Okay. Oh, that's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm rolling one as well. Might as well Guaranteed. try. Grawl has no idea with a five. Yeah, it's tough to say, because you're not 100% sure when everybody woke up, and you know you've been marching for a few hours, but it's really easy to lose track of time, especially if you're just single-mindedly just marching. Or thinking about sandwiches. Or thinking about sandwiches. I rolled a 20, a dirty 20. 
Okay. So Sid knows exactly he's counting what time the seconds. It is. <laughs> Just you're kind of your eyes, your your keen elvish eyes are tracking through the sky and you can sort of pinpoint despite the cloud cover the area where the sun sort of is. So you can make a rough estimation that it's probably just before noon. Okay. I tell them that. Um, yeah. So I yes. Guess. Do you enter the, the darkening woods before you? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, as you do, I need everyone to make perception checks. Oh, that's better. That's... Twenty-one. Twenty-three. Always, always. How's a five sound? Oh! <laughs> We're the ones thinking about sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Tirza and Cherish went, oh, lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> so, pressing forward, moving in the same formation, eventually Captain Bellwether will take another quick crouch. She'll hold up a fist to try to get you all to stop. She'll draw back on her bow and point an arrow forward, and she'll chin up forward and... She points out very easily, and Sid, you probably actually saw this before she even did, that mm. a white wolf the size of a pony is standing between a small group of trees in front of you by about, like, 30 feet. I'm talking mini pony or, like, regular pony? It is almost the size of a Volkswagen bug. Oh, damn. It has these horrible, glowing, blue-white eyes. Its fur is completely white. Its nose is a pale f color of flesh. Its black-taloned claws dig at the snow slightly, and you can see it has that three-toed burn mark underneath its chin. And its head is lowering its ears, flattening back as it stares at the five of you approach. I suppose so. Mm -hmm. Sid, what you notice that no one else does is the two other wolves that are circling around behind your group. That's, um, I... And I need everyone to roll initiative. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Sid, you get to act on a surprise round because you saw the ambush coming. I sure did. Um, I need to roll to see that surprise coming. Uh, he needed to roll a 22 or higher. God dang it, I was off by one. <laughs> yeah, you were. Ugh. It was really close. But the, the wolves have advantage on stealth checks in winter terrain. Yeah, that makes sense. So, oh no. Lucia, why? Oh no. She's got really terrible on her initiative. Um, oh, no. That's okay, she... She'll bring up the rear. I'm sure she'll be fine. That's my some power, job. Some power my, role, my role, I almost guarantee I'm bringing up the rear. <laughs> she botched, so... <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. I'm kidding then. 25 to 20. Oh my. Okay, so 15 to 20. 
Uh, 18. 16. I also got an 18, but I guarantee my dex is lower than Sid's. All right. Guarantee. Mm -hmm. It's a good opener. Sid, tears of cherish. Grawl, what did you get? I got a four. (laughs) (laughs) Sandwiches, man. I don't want to (laughs) fight. Guys, can we take a sandwich break? (laughs) Before we get into this combat, I just... Maybe the mole just want sandwiches. So, here's the funny thing. Even when <laughs> Lucia rolls a one, she has better initiative than Grawl. <laughs> nice. Wait, when you botch, doesn't that mean you automatically go last? Usually. Oh. <laughs> I mean, but she has a plus four to her initiative, and I'm guessing Grawl oh, doesn't. I thought I thought botching meant you disregarded that. No, I I I usually say as a joke you go last simply because it probably means you're going last. So, there is a surprise round going on though. Sid, yeah. as you have initiative prior to the wolves, you are allowed to do one thing right now. Okay, how far away are the wolves? Uh, it looks as though they are about. 40 feet away and about to close that distance real, real quick. Okay. Um, well, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, put up a defensive stance. Okay. Going to take the dodge action? <laughs> yep. All right. Sweet. That is very, very good. So the two wolves will pincer in from the rear, and the first wolf that you saw will charge directly at you, holding most everybody's attention. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Grawl, as you were taking up the rear, uh-huh. the wolves are going to be streaking directly towards you. That's real, that's real good. That's good, Dad. Mm-hmm. Yes. And since they are coming at you in a pair, they are using their pack tactics, which means they get advantage on all of their attack rolls. That's so Lovely. cool. Perfect. I mean, it sucks for Grawl, but... Yeah. So, here come some wolves. That is going to be a... 16 to hit? Yeah, but I hurts. Okay. And the second one, that is going to be a 15 to hit? Uh, That matches, so yeah, that does yep. hit. Alright, so I need you to make a strength saving throw. Ooh, 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 okay. Okay, uh, let's see here. I get... Um, oh, God. What did I write down? I don't remember. Um, when using my two-handed sword, I get a... What did I get to my to strength saving throw? Oh, we're finally using some of those. Um, yes. I've, yeah. never, I've never had a strength saving throw before, literally now. Right, 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 right. Um, so yes, we are delving into some of what uh, makes up for the fact that Grawl does not have a forge-bonded item. Um, oh... So, there is a lovely little book called the Midgard Heroes Handbook, made by Cobalt Press, that uh, quite a few of our players are utilizing some options from. Within that book, there is all of these awesome weapon options for weapons to get special abilities. Because of Grawl's Hexblade powers, he can transform his weapon into a myriad of forms, and each of those forms can utilize the different powers that are detailed in this book. So. Wow. Using a great sword, he has access to the 
an ability called Grinding Halt. Whenever you... Whenever you must make a strength saving throw to avoid being moved against your will, you can dig the blade of your greatsword into the ground as a reaction. That's cool. That's you, so cool. You roll 2d6, so essentially the damage that you would roll on the greatsword, and add that number to your saving throw. Great. Cool. Oh, shit. That's a good power. Yeah. Okay, so 7 plus 16. So, 23. 23. Awesome. So... The first wolf bites you, dealing 14 piercing damage against you and attempts to drag you to the ground. You dig your blade in and resist being just dragged down by its sharp wolf jaws. Unfortunately, the second one then hits you and deals an additional six points of piercing damage. And I need you to make another strength saving throw. And you cannot do the yeah. great sword ability because you already used your reaction this turn. Uh, that is an 18. 18 resists as well, though. You obstinately resist being dragged to the ground by these wolves. Hell yeah. So, the third wolf on this surprise round will lunge forward. And as it stops just in front of Captain Lucia, it actually does come to a stop in front of her. It does not attempt to bite her, but it will, hackles raised, take in a deep breath. Oh, God. And then a huge cone of frosty air will expel Mm -hmm. out of its mouth. And I need... all of our houses down. I need... Let's see. You're roughly moving in a line. Um... Sid, you were near the rear, yes? Yes. So, Lucia, Cherish, and Tirza all need to make dexterity saving throws. (gasps) No. No. No is good? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I got an ass 20. Okay. Nice. (laughs) Still might take damage. I got a 12. Cool. And Lucia got a 14. So, thankfully, the DC to dodge was, in fact, a 12. So, you're only taking half damage. And as such, that is... You're only taking 11 cold damage. Oh, Oh, thank God! (laughs) All right, so that brings us to initiative proper, which brings us back to the top with Sid. Um, okay. Um, I'm back with Grawl. Correct. Um, what is the what is the exact order? It's uh, Grawl, then me, then Cherish. 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 Okay, cool. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to. Um, there are two currently two of these huge wintry wolves engaged with Grawl. Yeah, I'm going to get behind one and stab it. All right. One on the left, one on the right. Let's go with the right. Okay. Give me that stabbing roll. You have advantage because you are flanking with Grawl. Mm-hmm. About some pack tactics right back at you. <laughs> Tirza, you are on deck, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, that is... Pack tactics. No. Um, eight, 18. <laughs> no, 18, 18 hit. will hit. Cool. Um, 
<laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I thought your pun was very funny. Mm. Ooh, not too shabby. Yeah. Eight, 11, uh, 16, uh, Lord. 20, 23. 23 damage. That real <laughs> bullshit. I do one thing. That's not true. I do a lot of things. The wolf will let out a bark and say, Damn you! No, damn you! Uh... That brings us to Tirza. Unless, Sid, you would like to do anything else. I would say you moved probably about mm, 20 feet to circle around this wolf. Yeah, I'll stay here. Okay. I do not like that. Um, I go uh, use my bonus to cast divine favor. Very good. And then I'm gonna just go after ice cone. All right. So you charge forward past Captain Lucia, moving probably about fifteen feet to get up into this wolf's business. Uh, nineteen. 19 will hit. Okay. Oh, that is four radiant damage and six bludgeoning damage. So 10 total. Mm-hmm. All right. And for once, you are fighting an enemy that does not resist damages. Oh, or at least good. none of the ones you're currently dealing so, anything else you would like to do on your turn? Um, no. Uh, okay. yes, I would like to extra attack. Ah, oh okay. My God. <laughs> you did it. You remembered. <laughs> I'm so proud. Oh man. <laughs> I was really curious. I thought I gave it a coin flip whether or not she was going to remember. Um, <laughs> by the way, Cherish, you were on deck. Yes. Oh boy. Uh, that is. Two radiant damage and nine. Would you like to roll an attack first? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I remember how to play D&D. &D. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it's a good thing that I got that good, good damage roll because I just got a 11. 11 not will hit. not hit. No. So I apologize. You're Too excited. Yep. I appreciate your enthusiasm. <laughs> Would you like to move it all some more, or you staying where you are? No, I'll stay where I am. All I right. am now in front of Lucia, right? This is correct. Good. So, that brings us to Cherish. I am going to move just, like, to the side, about ten feet or so. Okay. Uh, and I am going to cast Firebolt the wolf the cone wolf okay oh that's probably not gonna do it though that's only a nine nine will not do it uh, okay that all you doing it's it's all i got i get one action i don't know you gotta you, you got crazy sorcerer powers yeah, I, I mean, I do, but I, I can only, like, that. The, the, I know those are going to help me at this moment. Okay. So, that brings us to the wolves. Oh, I will, and I forgot. 
And that one's breath weapon does not recharge, so that's nice. The other two, though, have uh, fresh and wintry green breath weapons that are rearing to go. Minty. So, they are going to move... um, Let's see. The one that you just stabbed, Sid, will attempt to circle around you. So, Grawl, you get an opportunity attack against this thing. And the other one is going to attempt to circle around Grawl. So, Sid, you get an opportunity attack against that one. Tactics. Take notes, yo. Yeah. We gotta do this shit. Uh, 17. 17 will hit. Cool. Uh, 15. 15 will hit. Cool. Um... And Sid, just to let you know, as you are striking out with your sword, uh... Storm Piercer is saying, strike down these vile abominations. Oh, happy to. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and assume I don't get sneak attack damage on this. Ah, uh, no. Okay. Just double checking. Because um, they have sort of split the two of your attention, so you're not necessarily getting attacks off right. on the same wolves. Grawl, do you have damage? Yes, 13. 13 damage, alright. And then 9 for me. 9. So, as they circle around, they are going to make it so there is a... Basically, you have Sid and Grawl with their backs to each other. There's about a 5 foot space in between the two of you. The wolves have now circled around to the outsides of you, are going to face each other, and then their hackles will raise, and they will both expel their breath weapons at the same time. So I need both of you to make two dexterity saving throws. Ooh, that's nasty. Monsters with intelligence, they're gonna do some shit. (laughs) One of them's a nat 20. Well, that's good. Yeah. Very good. And the other one is uh, 19 rolled, so it's uh, 20. It's a lot. It's 26. All right. Sid just jumps straight in the air. <laughs> well, you... foot vertical leap. <laughs> Who was doing those saves, by the way? Both of you. You oh. and okay, Sid. Okay, I, I just wanted to make sure, because I got a 19 and then a nat 20. Wow. Oh, my God. Same roll. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm just like, Same roll. Wait, 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 hang on. Fuck yes. We both just like legs get really, really large and we just rock it up into the air. <laughs> kind of grab each other and spin down. It's like it's like a it's like an anime where you like both turn to each other and nod and then just leap into the air. That is one hundred percent what happens. So <laughs> as you made both of your saves, you will only be taking half damage. Ah boy. So you are only both taking twenty points of cold damage. <gasps> oh my god! I have five HP left, guys. <laughs> oh, I'll come get you in a sec, buddy. Yeah. Uh, 
Both of both of their breath weapons go rolling past both of you, and you dodge the best you can out of the way, trying to take what little cover you can, but the cold air from both wolves just rolls over both of you. Frost begins to form around your skin, in your hair, over your eyes slightly, and you see these horribly cold breath weapons hitting the wolves and doing nothing. It seems as though they are completely immune to the cold damage that they themselves exude. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So the wolf that is in front of Tirza will then attack Tirza. That's and that is going yeah. to be for 23 to hit? Yeah. Okay. So you are going to be taking mm, 10 piercing damage. And I need you to make a strength saving throw. Uh, okay. I'm not great at those. But. Mike. Just really quickly, can I half that with Uncanny Dodge? You can half one of them with ha Uncanny Dodge. I would like to do that. Okay, so let me... I'm going to assume you're going to want to half the higher of the two? Yes, please. Okay, so that was 15... So, minus six from that damage that you just took. Uh, okay, so that's going to leave me at... That's and Tirza, what did you roll for your strength saving throw? Eleven. Eleven, cool. You are dragged to the ground by yep. this wolf. I'm very heavy. Yes. <laughs> so, that brings us to Lucia, who will... Let's see, what will she do? She will cast aside her longbow because she doesn't want to accidentally hit Tirza. She will draw some of those... Wicked-looking, leaf-bladed hand axes that the Bark Watch carries. She will let out a hissing cry and lunge forward at this thing, attacking with both axes. Nice. Uh, one attack is going to hit, but one is going to miss. That's unfortunate. And she is going to deal eight damage to this thing. Um, that brings us to Grawl. Yes. Okay. Um. Let's see here. I want to use Vampiric Touch on one of these turds. Um, oh, there's one right in front of you. Yeah, is, is that the one that looks more hurt of the two? No. Curious. Oh, that's not the one? No, the one that you backstabbed circled around you, Sid. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Um, well, alrighty then. Uh, I'm just going to make sure something here real quick. We could focus on one. Just saying. Yeah. Vampiric Touch. Uh, Focusing on one would definitely turn your back on the other one. Yeah, and I really don't want to do that, because I'm almost dead anyways. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to use Vampiric Touch. Alright. 3d6 necrotic damage to these turds. If you make the spell yeah, attack. I, yeah. Come on, Barber. <laughs> yeah, that's the sound of the wolf, by the way. <laughs> yeah, the wolf yelled, come on, Barber. <laughs> oh, that, that's a dirty 20. Nice. Uh, dirty 20 will hit. Yay. Okay. Does one of them talk with a Scooby Doo voice? No. Okay, thank God. Scrappy Doo. No! So yes! We're living the darkest timeline. <laughs> okay, so let's. Wow, that really sucked. That really sucked. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, so that's a grand total of seven damage. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And then I get to regain hit points equal to half. Do I take four or three? It's probably three. I'll give you four. Yay. <laughs> so happy. Um, Back up to nine, y'all. As we play with other silly rules, I'm going to start rounding up on things. Yeah, why not? Could be bad guys. But, but only yeah. on good things for us, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. no. I'm gonna say everything just to be fair, you know. Oh no. And this la- and that that spell lasts one minute. So So you can keep doing it. Yep. That's very cool. That is yep. cool. Hopefully I don't die. <laughs> I would stop it. <laughs> we'll see what happens, because that brings us back up to the top with Sid. Cool. Um I'd like to um kick some snow in this wolf's face and then get behind it and stab it in the back again. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Give me... What would a dirty trick like that be? (laughs) Give me some kind of sleight of hand check. Uh, I can do that. Because you're attempting to distract this thing in some way. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, 22. 22, oh yeah. So it sort of like blinks hard as you kick snow up into its face and circle around the back of it. Mm-hmm, and I'm going to stab it again. Okay. Uh, behind you, you see that Tirza is being savaged by a wolf on the ground, and Captain Lucia has lunged to her defense. Uh, Cherish has skittered off about 20 feet to the side, basically getting out of the combat zone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I'm definitely not going to leave Grawl to two wolves, so I'm going to okay. take Alright. Cheers, boy, cheers is a tough little, tough yeah. little muffin. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's do this! So yeah, that was actually a very good maneuver, because you are alone enough now to get your sneak attack if you hit this thing. Yes, uh, I probably do, because I rolled, uh, what's that going to be? That's going to be 25. 25 will hit. Cool. Um, Damn, you're a swashbuckler nonsense. Yum, yum, yum. (laughs) Mm, That's pretty good. (laughs) Tirza, Uh, you are on deck, by the way. uh, Just walked away. Mm Mm-hmm. Good timing. Uh, God, that's going to be twenty-six damage. Ooh, hotness! Ah, oh, rogues are so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> dirty, yes, they are. Dirty, dirty. And the wolf will spit blood down at your feet and say, "Conniving bastard!" I just give it a shrug. <laughs> what are you going to do? Okay question on the on on the 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 wolves talking is it like a they just open their mouth and the words come out or is or or am i seeing them form the words you're seeing them form words through teeth their voices are weird and harsh like they shouldn't be able to make these sounds wolves don't have the soft palates capable of making these noises so they're coming out rough and guttural but it's clearly common okay gotcha What's cool. the cultural touchstone? Are we talking like, like live action Jungle Book or <laughs> Talking Bear from Annihilation? Oh, I'm oh. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. First of all, Elliot, you we need to go watch Annihilation. And second uh, of all, gross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should have rented that one too. Anyway, that brings us to Tirza. <laughs> Tirza, you are currently on the ground being savaged by a wolf. Yeah. Um uh, do I have to make a strength check to get up? Try to get up. No, not necessarily. It will take up half of your movement, though. That's okay. I would like to be not on the ground. Cool. Anymore. Sounds good. So you surge upwards. Yeah. Then what do you do? And I'm gonna hit it in the face. Okay. You have advantage because Lucia is attacking it from the rear. Oh, cool. I'm never in the same place as Sid, so I rarely get to get advantage of this sneak attack. How does a 24 sound? 24 <laughs> sounds like a hit. Cool. Uh, and that is 8, 9, 10 damage. Nice. Did and I'd like, like to that? do that again. Good call. Uh, do I get advantage deck. again? You do indeed. Oh. That's less good, but 18. 18 still going to hit. Cool. Um, ooh. Six, 10 again. All right. Very good. Very good. This wolf's not enjoying that. It is letting out little barks of pain. It's not speaking in the same way the other one is. Hmm. Puppy. That brings us to Cherish. So, Cherish, the scene laid out before you, there are two distinct, or almost three distinct fights going on now. Just in front of you, Sid and One Wolf are l locked in mortal combat. It seems as though Sid is getting the better of this thing. To your left... Slightly by about 10 feet, you can see that Grawl and another wolf are more evenly matched. Grawl is definitely getting the worst for wear out of that fight. And to your right, you see Lucia and Tirza teaming up on another wolf, and that one's starting to look not well. Um, I am going to uh, cast Firebolt again at the one that uh, Lucia and Tirza are fighting. Okay. Ooh, that's probably better. Uh, 16. 16 will hit. Excellent. Uh, okay, so 2d10 damage. And I get to add my charisma modifier to that. What lets you add your charisma modifier? Uh, my draconic origin. Ah, okay. Fancy At sorcerer six, things. Yeah. Fancy sorcerer stuff. At 6th level, I get to add my charisma modifier to the damage that I'm good at. And that would be fire. Fire. Uh, Alright, that is 8 damage total. Alright. Takes that damage. Doesn't like it. Anything else? Wouldn't think so. Um, uh, 
No. I'm gonna yes, move maybe. another. I'm gonna move another like fifteen feet away. Okay. Fair enough. That brings us to the wolves. Let's see if we get some breath weapons back. No, nobody gets their breath weapon back. Disappointing. Woo! Okay, that's the only reason I moved. Hell yeah! <laughs> Damn. All right, so Sid, you get a wolf. Grawl, you get a wolf. Tears, you get a wolf. Everybody gets a wolf. <laughs> Look under your seat at home. <laughs> oh my! I don't like that look. Sid twenty one. Yeah, that's gonna hit. Tirza twenty. I missed that. Does a twenty hit you? Ah, barely. Well, barely is still counts. Grawl. Oh boy. Yeah. Twenty five. <laughs> I, I can't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye, everyone. Grawl. Be taking 11 piercing damage. Dead. Grawl oh, goes down. Cool. I gotta fight two wolves now. Fun. Tirza. I'm almost done with mine. It's fine. You'll be taking 15 piercing damage. And I need cool. you to make a strength saving throw. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, that one is so much better. 20. You do not get, get away from dragged me, down. Sid, yeah. you are taking 9 piercing damage, and I need you to make a strength saving throw. Uh, 10? 10 does not do it. You are dragged to the ground underneath yeah. this thing's slavering jaws. The one that brought down Grawl will not attempt to finish him and will instead peel off and go sprinting towards its compatriot that is being attacked by Sid. And so, Sid, you now have two wolves over on you. Fun. Okay. Cool. That is going to bring us to Lucia, who is going to attack from the rear. Oh, that's a terrible roll. Why did we bring her? Oh, because she's cool as hell. 12's not going to hit, but an 18 will. So she gets a little slashy slash at the back of this thing's butt. Deals 7 damage. Didn't like that. That brings us to Grawl, who needs to give me a death saving throw as Yay. you lay bleeding in the snow. Oh, I bet you looks it looks great. Looks super cool. Super pale. Okay, here's a question for you right now. What color is hobgoblin blood? That is a good question. Uh, is this a is this an actual question? Do you is know this, this question? No, no. Is this, this is a like question a... for you, read the player, oh. who are deciding this right now in the moment. What color is hobgoblin blood? Oh, I like to think it's like it's red, but it's darker than it should be. Okay, so like a deep crimson. Yeah. Yeah, like like some, like if you were to look at it, and like oh, that's like a wood stain, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's hobgoblin blood. Ugh. All right, and that is slowly seeping into the snow and staining Grawl's pale white flesh. What did you roll? Yeah, I rolled a four. So that uh, is one failed death saving throw. Cool, cool, cool. <clears throat> Brings us to the top with Sid. Yeah, and I got a couple of wolves up my butt. And um, you are on the ground. And I'm on the ground. <laughs> um, 
funny. How far away is the the third wolf that um, Tirza and uh, uh, the Tabaxi are fighting? Probably ten feet away. Okay. 10, 15 feet, somewhere in there. Um, how's that? How's that wolf looking? Bad. I mean, not great, but it's still fighting. Okay. Um, considering how intelligent these things are, you'd say they probably have a a morality breaking point as opposed to some kind of savage animal. Right. Um. So what I'm gonna since I'm surrounded and I don't like that. Um, I'm going to as a bonus action, disengage um, okay. those two. Uh, and you need I'm... to spend half your movement to even stand up. That's true. Um, so I stand up, so I still have 15 feet. Is that correct? That is correct. Cool. Um, I'd like to run up and attack that one. Okay, so you bonus action, disengage from these two wolves. Mm-hmm. You essentially spring up, bounding off one of the noses of the wolf that was leaning down to snap at you, bounding up over the second wolf and sprinting through the snow slightly to attack the one that is caught between a tabaxi and a hard place. Yeah. The hard place's uh, name is Tirza. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to attack that one. All right. That's my that's my new character intro. I'll be playing Tirza Cloak Bear, a hard place. <laughs> Child of the Outer Hard Place. <laughs> hard Place of the Outer Storm. <laughs> there we go. Uh, okay. Sid, you have advantage on this attack roll. I sure do. Um, that is going to be 21. 21 will hit. Cool. Ooh. Um, 15, 24, and ooh, this is going to be a big one. Um, 27 damage. 27 damage. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, so, Tirza, Lucia are fighting this wolf, sort of going back and forth, trading blows with this thing. It's an absolutely savage fight happening between the three of them. Sid l- just lunges in and just plants his sword like he's sheathing it in the top of this thing's skull. And it lets out a... <laughs> and then goes down. <laughs> Uh, and then I shout at the other two, how's that for pack tactics? <laughs> I'm drawing dying breaths on the ground. <laughs> yeah, you're my next. Yeah, I'm, I'm heading there next. Uh, this is actually awesome. I'm so glad you did that, Sid. Uh, I'm glad I did that, too. Tirza, we're over to you. Uh, behind exactly. you, by about 20 feet, are two wolves standing shoulder to shoulder. They are shoulder to shoulder. Indeed. Interesting. Let me look up a thing really quick. Okay. <laughs> cool. Would you say they are five feet apart? I or, would. No, you said they're shoulder to shoulder. So I would say they are within five feet of each other, yes. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I'm going to channel divinity and oh, use storm strike. <laughs> okay. Which one is taking the brunt of your... So who are you uh, hurling your, are you just throwing your mace at the, or your warhammer at one of these guys? I sure am thrown <laughs> weapons mastery. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, let's see. Let's say evens is the right. 
And that's a four, the right one. The right one is definitely the one that looks to have taken the most damage. Oh, then flip it. Okay. The left one. <laughs> um, yeah, let's go. Okay. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, math. 16? Oh, no. 16's a hit. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Whew. Uh, that means that that one has disadvantage on the dexterity saving throws that they both have to make. Yes. Okay. So that one has disadvantage. Ooh, that's not a good roll. Um, an eight probably doesn't do it. It doesn't. And then the other one just gets a straight roll. But that is a 17, which I think does do it. Uh, it does. Okay. Boo. Um, so that one takes uh, half damage. Let's see. Um. Oh my god, 16 plus 6 How much? So the one that failed gets 22 lightning damage Ooh. 22 uh, And then the one that succeeded gets 11, 11. Ooh, Not looking good Looking very bad in fact Grawl? Mm. High or low? Hi. Uh, oh. Hi? Hi, why not? Okay. The lightning goes streaking over Grawl's body behind the wolves. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry, buddy. I could totally thought about you. <laughs> no. Fine, I blend oh, in. I blend cool. in. I have an active camouflage here that I didn't know about. <laughs> so close. That I was like, real, why is Mike bad. talking to Grawl? It's still my <laughs> turn. <laughs> Ooh. Cool. <laughs> um, Just to uh, fill you all in on a little something, when you're taking damage while dying, it counts as two failed saves. Uh-huh. Yep. So exactly. Uh, real bad. Um, that would have been instant death. real, real bad. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Reed. Okay. Time for Reed to roll a new character. For no, I like this character. <laughs> <laughs> I just came up with a new character for a different thing. I no. know. Uh, and so I'm also going to use my 30 feet of movement, and I'm going to come right at him. Okay. Get right up on him. Mm -hmm. That is going to bring us to Cherish. Um. So I'm going to... So these wolves are standing shoulder to shoulder still. Yes. Looking a little bit fried. Yeah. I'm going to come up to the side of them, like parallel to them. Okay. Tactics. Uh you can <laughs> you can get within 10 feet of them. Cuz you moved oh, about really? 35 feet out from the combat proper. Okay. So if I'm 10 feet away from them. Oh no, this will still work. Uh so I'm going to cast Burning Hands as a second level spell. And that is a cone, yes, or a cube? Yes, a cone. Okay. So out from my hands. Mm -hmm. And you are parallel with the wolves? Yes. Okay, cool. Is this cone going to hit how Grawl? Far Shush. Behind, how far behind them is Grawl? Oh, Grawl's not in the cone. It's fine. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. It I still feel suspicious of this. I do too, but... <laughs> so everything within the cone needs to make a dexterity saving throw, yes? Yes. Okay, so uh, Wolves and Tirza make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, oh. Gotcha. I mean, honestly, 
That's fine. <laughs> I still have over half my hit points. That's great. Oh, maybe huh? not for long. I what failed my roll? roll. The wolves That's... rolled a 12 and a 21 for their dexterity yeah. saving throws. Well, oh, one of them sense. fails for sure. I rolled a six, so. Yeah, but <laughs> you did also fail. Uh, okay, so that is... Tears, uh, like, back to Cherish, just gets a fire blast in the back. Well, now you're warm. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> Lazy, okay. That's a noise you're making into the microphone. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh... <laughs> You're welcome, uh, audio listeners. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Which are all the listeners. That's yeah. that's the sound of burning hands. <laughs> it's it's horrible. It's really horrible. It's really bad. Uh, so that is 15 plus 3, 18. 18. Total. Wow, okay. So the half damage is 9. So, oddly enough, the one that failed at save survives the one that succeeded at save is cooked because it did not have much health left ah so there is but one wolf left and tirza you are slightly cooked as well yeah that's okay that does bring us to the wolf cherish goes oh sorry well i i am now realizing that since turns happen like semi simultaneously it's basically like i just ran in your <laughs> <laughs> So, that last wolf will reconsider its choices in life and use the disengage action and flee away through the woods. Uh, These wolves have a movement speed of 50 feet, so even with just one move, it zips away through the woods, moving towards the rocky crag of the Granite Scar. Are we out of initiative? We will as soon as Grawl gives me another death saving throw. Is this number two? This is number two. Okay, thank God. Uh, Okay, well, uh, that's an eight. Okay, that is one more failed death saving throw. So two Uh strikes. Uh Strike me up! Uh 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 Yeah, like right next to you, dude. It's fine. You're good. (laughs) All right, we are out of initiative. What do you do? Cool. Unless you want to chase the wolf. Let's all chase I'm the gonna wolf. I'm going to go chase yeah. the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Grawl. I feel like we're forgetting something. I just I can't remember what it is. We can't find him in the snow. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Everybody make thing, a perception Grawl. check. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I stepped on him and he's dead. Uh, yeah, I will go lay on hands. Um. Yeah. For how much? How's, yeah, I'm thinking about it. How much do I like Grawl? Uh, <laughs> Numerically. <laughs> if you could put a number on that. How about 20? 20? 20 sound. That's a lot. Yeah. That is acceptable. So Grawl, you are back up to 20 hit points. And you are not dead, so you know, that's good. That is good. That's always fun. Grawl, I did get to lay down and have a nice nap. Girl, do you want a healing potion too? You know, would love one. Would love okay. one. Really would. Did Did anyone else take damage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I okay. took 
about 20 damage. A little bit more, over 20 damage. <clears throat> um, I'll use... Uh, you're fine. Sure. Um, I'm gonna... I just mean re... Yeah, give me a second. <laughs> I give Grawl a healing potion. Okay. What kind it's of healing potion? The, it's one of the standard ones. Okay. So Grawl, assuming you swig that, block, you get but... 2d4 plus 2 health back. Can we take a short rest? That is oh, entirely I... up to you. I'm asking I'm asking the group. That's nine. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I figure it's leaving to go get friends. Probably have to get a sandwich since I heard talking about it earlier. <laughs> and Lucia, who hasn't taken her eyes off of where the wolf fled to, is staring through the trees. And you can see that the light here is pretty dim. Those of you without dark vision can't see super far ahead of you. I mean, there's still daylight. You can still see okay, but visibility is maybe down to about 50 feet. So your vision tears essentially just stops at where the granite scar dips down into the earth. And you can see the, the bowed trees slowly tipping sideways into this vast crevice. And yeah, that wouldn't really do anything. Lucia will say, if we are going to rest, I do not recommend we do it here. Well, we don't have to. I'm just wondering if I should use my potion now or not. And she will reach down at her belt, pull out a small vial that looks like a standard healing potion, and swig it. Yeah, all right. Good thing I bought two greater healing potions. Um, but yeah, she is following all of your leads. But she will definitely comment on the fact that one of those wolves was talking. Yeah, that was... <sighs> Unexpected and not upsetting. Ideal. It could have been a lot better. She will definitely nod and say, I had heard rumors, but this definitely confirms it. Talking animals are not a, a new phenomenon, but they are definitely strange. And these are winter wolves. I don't know if you know what those are. Um, I didn't, I don't, didn't really realize there was a, a difference. Winter wolves are cunning, dangerous creatures, very intelligent. Some say they are the leftover remnants of some great wolf demon that was left in the valley, slain ages ago, but its offspring still remain. They wield terrible elemental powers, as you definitely saw. Yeah. yeah. As I, like, brush icicles off my vest. I guess it's close. All right, well, I'm good to go. But if there were more of them, they would have all attacked at once. Mm, that's a good okay. point. That is good to know. 
Um, well, I probably shouldn't burn the forest down. That'd be bad. And yes. Captain Lucia Bellwether, <laughs> member of the Bark Watch, turns to you with a raised brow and says, "Yes, burning down the Eastwood would be bad." Okay, I'm. I'm just. Just, just asking. Also, I'm not sure if you could right now. It's so cold, damp with the snowfall. Mm. Sounds like a challenge. <laughs> it a does. Challenge. No. <laughs> not a challenge. No. <laughs> no, I'm not recommending you light this forest on fire. <sighs> but you know, it's the thought that counts. So as you stare into the darkening opening in the woods where it falls away into this crevasse where the last of those winter wolves had fled wondering what you should do next you all feel this howling wind blowing up from that dark place a chill runs over your bodies growl that tinkling sound that has followed you this whole time grows intense you can hear it coming from inside that gulf, that crevice, that scar in the world. I'm not worried about it. No one else can hear it? No. Correct? Oh, great. And as you contemplate what to do next, I think it is there that we will take our break. And when we return, perhaps further adventure shall be had and a world scar a realm scar will be found or we'll just leave that's also an option (laughs) we could (laughs) makes for great (laughs) podcasts it really does (laughs) who knows Greetings, my friends. Ometep Duskwalker here, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM. Now, today, I am not here to sell you some kind of fantastical, magical item that will change the very foundations of reality around you. No. Instead, I am filling my other venture, which is as chief rumor-monger here in the Valley of the Tempest Rest. Now, some of you may have heard whispers of the dire plague, and you might be wondering, what the heck is that? Well, my friends, it has been affecting the valley for a few years now. It is a strange disease that affects beasts of the eastward and beyond. There are even rumors that it has leapt to more sapient creatures, such as trolls, ogres, and giants of the mountains around the Tempest Rest. It is a strange sickness which causes the affected to morph and change into huge, vicious versions of themselves. The telltale signs include a huge increase in physical size, odd bone spurs jutting from their flesh, and, at times, mystical properties. At first, this disease was simply isolated to the eastward and surrounding environments, but in recent months it has spread far and wide, causing much destruction throughout the valley. I myself have had several run-ins with those horrible, horrible dire raccoons that keep getting into my garbage. And believe you me, the garbage of a store like Duskwalker Import and Export TM is not to be trifled with by strange, aberrant rodents. Where this disease comes from, or what is causing it, is anyone's guess. But I'm sure there are one or two fine adventurers out there who are looking into the matter. 
perhaps even stumbling into it on accident. But <laughs> let us pray that they do not do so completely unaware, because dire creatures can be very, very dangerous if you do not know what you are dealing with. So, you know, watch out for those. Anyway, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they were deciding what to do, having reached the edge of the Granite Scar and fighting off some of those strange, twisted winter wolves. Though, now it remains to be seen whether they find some place to hole up and rest briefly, or press on into the deepening darkness of the Granite Scar. So I already took one of my potions under the impression that we were just going to go. So. I mean, I, I'm i still of a mind that there are potentially, if not, I mean, maybe not more wolves, but more cultists in the area. Yeah. We might as well investigate and see what we can find out before we have company. Yeah. Quick question about the wolves. Mm -hmm. Was it only one wolf that was talking, or was it like one at a time? Like, oh, Ted over here was yelling about this thing, and while he wasn't speaking, the other one was talking. You only heard one wolf talk. Yeah. Like, and it was always the same one? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that one is dead at your feet. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I say better to... Uh, ambush them as opposed to get ambushed ourselves by taking a break. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah. Captain Lucius says, there is wisdom in that. I'm very wise. <clears throat> no, you've <clears throat> just said a wise thing. <laughs> oh, Burn. damn. Girl says that. Um, uh, like, yes, pursuing the wolf would be good. But also my hit points would thank us. It's... I mean, it's long gone. Probably. Captain Lucia says it may have gotten to its destination, but the Granite Scar is only so big. It is a few hundred feet long, and at its deepest, it is perhaps 100 feet deep. There is a large open patch in the center. It is quite unremarkable most of the time, though the spike of winter here is very strange, on top of these abnormal monsters. You haven't seen these before in these woods? Winter wolves are creatures of the far edges of the valley. They usually reside in high mountains, not on the forest floors near the lake. Hmm. Seeing them here is very strange. Yeah. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of that recently. Strange sightings of things that shouldn't be there ending up. It I is... say we press on. Yeah. Yeah, that's my vote. I agree. Uh, yeah. Lucia nods and moves over to you, Grawl, and hands you her last healing potion. Another one? A small one, but yes. Oh. So, 2d4 plus 2. Okay, well, I will roll that. Back out. <laughs> she moves over to the snow near one of the fallen wolves and picks up her dropped longbow. She'll shake the snow off of it. 
tried to recover uh, some arrow that fell, but uh, she finds that it was broken in the fight. Um, that's eight. Wow. We're rolling really good on those potions. Yep. Yes, I am. And that feels good. <laughs> All right. And you Seven. choose to press forward. Are you moving in the same sort of pattern as you were before with Lucy in the lead, Sid bringing up, followed by Tears of Cherish and then Grawl? Yeah. Why not? It worked out so well last time. Uh, it <laughs> did. I mean, Sid... It super did. Yeah. And For everyone but me. So it's Lucia, Tirza, Cherish, Sid, Grawl, right? I thought Sid was just behind Lucia. He was in the back. He was near the back last time. He was the tomato. Okay. No, you're the tomato. He was the ham. He was in the back last time. The dragon time. swoops Grawl. down and... <laughs> uh, I roll a seduce. <laughs> Strangely, a boulder just lands on all of us. Rock falls, party <laughs> dies. Yeah. I thought Sid was in the rear. Yeah, so, I'll take the rear. pressing forward, it is becoming intensely cold now. The type of cold that I don't think any of you are used to. Tirza, you've maybe felt something like this when on the very edge of the northern peaks of the glacier east of Srothheim. This is a windswept tundra cold that eats at your bones. Even equipped as you are with winter weather gear, you can feel it biting at your fingertips and your nose. You would assume that there would be some kind of pocket of warmth as the trees overhead form this sort of tunnel that you're beginning to move into. The ground beneath your feet is beginning to slowly descend, and it is getting colder and colder and colder as you move. Not a fan of that. Uh, I'm assuming it's also getting darker. It is absolutely getting darker. As you move into the Granite Scar proper, visibility drops to near nothing for those of you without dark vision. Tirza, do you want me to cast light on your shield? Yes, please. Yeah, I do that. Okay. Tirza, your shield begins to glow, and it is the only light source down here, at least at first. The light refracts off of the snow, and that is one strange thing you notice immediately, is as you're moving down into the granite scar, the snow beneath you is thick, crunching beneath your boots. And looking above you, the canopy is so thick that it is blocking out the sky, snow shouldn't have fallen down here, and yet it is a thick blanket that you are almost wading through. Crunching forward, the snow is almost up to your knees as you begin wading through it. Lucia, much lighter than the rest of you, moves quickly and swiftly over the top of the snow. She tries not to get out of your field of vision, though. Are we, have we just did into this? No, we're just up to it. You're getting down into it now. Okay. The ground around you is falling away and dipping down into a quick descent. You can see that the edges of the scar are perhaps only ever about 50 feet wide, though the floor of this place opens out beneath you, and the ground above you slowly encloses the sky. So the trees were collapsing down into this and sort of 
leaning onto each other in a sort of dome, but the earth itself is falling away. Uh, the young Barkwatch member Diggory that you spoke to said it was some kind of collapsed cave or something, and you're finding that very apparent now as the sky above you is being consumed not only by trees and the canopy, but also the earth that is above you now and the ground spreading up beneath you into some kind of cave system or some massive large cave. It's not even a system. There's no connecting tunnels or anything. It's just one wide patch of earth. About 200 feet ahead of you, farther down, deeper into this place, you see that the snow here is absolute. Your light casts across that white in that weird gray glow that snow gets when there's only a few light sources. It seems to have a light all of its own as you stare down into this place. And it's not because the light from Tears' shield is so bright. It's because there is a second light source down here. And that is a glowing blue rift in the snow. Probably about 200 feet down the slope to you. Okay. It looks as though the snow is continually falling upward out of this weird rift, generating itself. Yeah. Wonder where that's a portal to. Just to the left mm -hmm. of the portal, you can see a small encampment has been dug out of the snow. Little walls have been made and almost a tiny little, it looks like a snow fort, honestly, has been crafted. And a bulwark of snow has been built up. You're not sure what's behind those walls. They're maybe about 10 feet tall. But it looks to be some kind of small encampment, maybe 25, 30 feet wide. Someone's preparing snow bite. But the portal is outside of those walls. You can set that on fire. Yeah, I was just about to say... Uh... <laughs> And you see How, all of this by about 200 feet out. Okay. Feet out. Um, should we maybe get rid of the glowing shield? I can dismiss that. Yeah, please do. Okay. Uh, I'm going to change my outfit so it's uh, white so I can blend into this now. Okay. <clears throat> As you keep moving, you see that stalagmites are coming up from the ground at uneven intervals though there is a wide path in front of you. So the stalagmites are probably about 30 feet out in either direction from you. It seems as though when the ceiling above this place collapsed, it destroyed much of the uh, cave natural like growths that had been here. Um, so you're walking over lumpy, huge bits of stone and earth and sort of like having to hobble your way over and it's all covered in this slick icy snow so it's making for a very difficult climb downward yeah. I don't know if any of you have ever been spelunking before or caving but moving through certain sections of the cave where giant rocks make for uh, like a little entrance that you can get up to over or some kind of log jam you're sort of moving over as trees that have fallen down in here it makes for very awkward terrain mm -hmm. And so you'll rise up over a boulder or a, a fallen tree and see the portal in the small encampment, but then dip down into a small valley and lose sight of it briefly as you keep trudging forward. Okay. Lucia will leap lightly up a large, rocky 
kind of crag that's off to your left so she can get a better view. She seems to leap up lightly using acrobatic skills that maybe only Sid could match. And she glances down, her golden cat eyes sort of gleaming in the darkness as she stares down at the encampment and then skitters back down towards you, her claws raking against the rock as she slides down in front of you. And she says, The wolf has gone into that small little snow fort they have. There is some kind of camp there. I I couldn't make out many details. But there is fire there. Hmm. Okay. So, How far away is the encampment now? You're probably 150 feet away. Damn it. I have to get closer if I want to throw one of my burning hand or burning burning burn 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 burn. fireball beads Mm -hmm. um maybe we should get a closer look see how many how many baddies we got yeah i mean if i throw a bomb in there there's gonna be less true i am willing Um, to sneak forward and scout it out if you wish to remain um, I mean, I could join you. I don't know if you need uh, help with that, but I'm pretty good at that, too. I don't need help sneaking, but the more eyes we have, the better. All right. Let's do that. So Sid and Captain Lucia resolve to head off by themselves. What are the rest of you doing? Hmm. I'm the opposite of sneaky, but, um... We could try to keep a watch from where we are, at least. Because what Lucia is proposing is that you flank around to the side, kind of moving into the cave proper, moving from stalagmite to stalactite, um, trying to get a better angle on this place so you can see exactly what's going on, as opposed to taking the straight, semi-stable path towards the portal. Why don't we use some tactics and do, like, the one, like, the, the wolves did to us with, in like a pincer movement. We can do that. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, if how, if how they're trying to, yeah, I was just about to say, if they're scouting, then we should figure out a way to signal each other. Yes. Can we can hoot? No, 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 we can do that. <laughs> and. Lucia will place a a pod hand in her mouth and she'll let out a a low little, like... Well, that works. That's good. Mm -hmm. Okay. But what does that signal mean? That's a good question. I mean... That we're in position and ready to attack? If they possess any amount of intelligence, they will be able to tell about any signal. There are no birds down here. Okay. Yeah. That is true. Uh, we should all stay at least in a 20-foot radius perimeter around this encampment if I am going to throw a bomb in it. Oh, is that what is happening? You you have bombs. I kind of like, like, uh, kind of tug at my necklace slightly. Very well. Fireballs. Ah, I see. 
You are more capable than it seems, child. Okay. <laughs> Let's hope your aim is true. Mm. Very well. Sidian, you will be with me then? Yeah. What are the three of you going to be doing? Well... I mean, we, yeah, are we, are we keeping a, a long range on this? I can, but, or do we want to just go in there and, Is I, there... there's no fantasy term, but that's the term that I'm trying to come up with. Is there, what? um, is there like. Uh, area that overlooks the the camp. Can I can I listen? Not really. There are higher points where you can see sort of down into it, and that's where Lucy is scrambling down from right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing around, like really, really close to the camp that you can like look down into it. Yeah. If we did do what Reed was saying, like. The way that Lucia and uh, Sid are going, would they be able to get down quickly towards the camp? Oh yeah, probably. Assuming they were able to scrabble over the walls, it seems as though the only exit to the camp moves straight towards the portal. So you kind of have to get between the portal and the camp to go through whatever the entrance is that they've crafted. Otherwise, you have to be scrambling over or through an embankment of snow. Okay. Admittedly, it's only 10 feet tall. It's not impossible to do. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the plan? I mean, I mean, honestly, if you throw a bomb, probably going to come out to either investigate or attack us. So we might as well prepare ourselves for that. And then as they're exiting deal with them so the bomb is the signal it's a pretty good signal it's not the bad signal it's pretty hard to miss <laughs> what if what if how about this yeah i'll go that way and wait for us to blow it up and then when they come out, we draw them towards us, and then you guys come in from the rear without them suspecting. They may have a wolf. They might know. But they only have one wolf. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Sure. Well, they're both pretty sneaky, right? I mean, yeah. I am very, very sneaky. Okay. Good. We do that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Cool. So. If we're not in initiative, can I make a bonus action? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I summon my Warhammer, which I totally forgot to grab. What's the range on that? I don't know. I I would assume you grabbed it. Let us assume you grabbed it because it the, the range on that gauntlet is not infinite. Oh. 
It's not like you're just holding out your hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just assumed it was like a Hammer Thor thing, and I was. Just... <laughs> it's the scene where he tries to call it and he can't. He's like, <laughs> Yeah. No, it's it's more of a magnesis sort of thing. You have to be within range, and it comes oh, hurtling okay. towards you. Yeah. So, Sid and Captain Lucia split off, and you go circling around the camp. And you're trying to be stealthy while doing this, I'm assuming. So, yes. give me some stealth rolls. And Captain Lucia will murmur a little bit as you begin moving away, and she will cast Pass Without a Trace. Oh, that's good. Okay. So you have a plus ten to this roll. Sure. Uh-huh. Well, good thing, because I didn't roll well. Um, So, 23. All right, she got a 25. So, as the two of them split off, they seem to meld with the shadows, and very, very quickly, both the captain and Sid just sort of vanish into the shadows in between the stalagmites. Tirza, Cherish, and Grawl, you are left alone, and you begin moving forward. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Moving forward slowly, going over this difficult terrain, you're slipping and sliding, moving through the cold, tears of your armors clanking very loud as you're like. I was. I was actually going to ask, can I make an anti-stealth roll <laughs> to see how loud you are? <laughs> but I guess my question is, how stealthy are you attempting to be? Uh, I don't know that that's what our group is trying to do, so I'm well, not... We need to be uh, stealthy until they get in position. Well, I'm not good at that, so, I mean... You can try. Sure. <laughs> I'll try. Okay. Are, so are I guess... Are, I'm assuming we're rolling yeah. stealth? Yeah. Alright, so Tears is doing this at disadvantage, but Grawl and... I sure am. Cherish are not. Which is a bummer because uh, I rolled a nat 20 on one of my rolls. Um, Oh. The other one's 19. 19. Ha! Uh, (laughs) Nice. It was was actually a 15, but because of my oath, I have plus four to stealth. Weird, but okay. Yeah. (laughs) To stealth, really? Yeah. Because huh. it's all about striking first. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. It's all about, like, getting right. up in there and striking. Uh, wild. Cherish, what did you get? A 15. 15. Okay, actually, everyone did really, really well. Okay, oof. So, despite the rough terrain and the, the slipperiness and the slidiness, you managed to move relatively quietly. Tirza, you are keeping on your feet and sort of doing the, the power slides down like weird inclines and scrab- scrabbling up over fallen trees easily, maintaining a, a soft clank, but you're moving as quietly as you possibly can. And pretty soon you are in like a really good position. You are probably only 50 feet away from the encampment. There's a wide open space between you and the wall. So from here on out, you have almost no cover. And once you break this, you've got to do whatever it is you're going to do. Sid and Lucia, Mm -hmm. you move quietly and silently, almost staying on top of the snow. It seems something about Lucia's magic is 
While traveling with her, you are not disturbing this difficult terrain, and you quickly realize that, having left your companions behind now, that perhaps her mere presence was making it easier to travel over that rough terrain you were moving through. Uh, gotcha. And now that you are alone with her, it seems that focus is entirely on you and her, so you're moving very easily ghost-like through this cave, into Sweet. the darker corners of it. Circling around the outside of the encampment, you eventually see that it is, in fact, a pretty much circular embankment of snow that they've created, a small bulwark. Mm -hmm. Just on the outside of it, you can make out the flickering firelight of torches that have been placed around the outside of the bulwark. Inside, there's some kind of bonfire, and from where you're positioned, you can see that there are a couple of lean-tos set up up against the walls of the bulwark. Mm -hmm. Getting to a relatively high position on some piece of collapsed stone, you can sort of peek up over the wall and into the encampment. And there you can see three humanoid finger figures standing around the fire. There's a fourth humanoid over by what at first you think is a large mound of snow. Oh, God. But then you can see that it is, in fact, a pure white bear carcass. Okay. The bear is clearly dead. Its innards have been spilled on the ground and is steaming actively. The more disturbing part, though, is the weird fragments of bone that are splitting out of its shoulders and head, and it looks like its rib cage kept growing on the outside to create these little razor fences around its torso. This is some kind of dire bear that has been killed, and you see... Speaking of the... They're, are they eating it? The wolf that escaped is eating the flesh of the dire bear. The fourth humanoid figure is carving off stakes of this thing and throwing it over to the wolf. That's weird. And even as you watch, this white wolf is just like, hum, hum, eating into this thing, and its skin is beginning to twist and, like, change. You see these horrible little ripples running under its flesh and little, like, juts of what you think are bone coming out, but the bone is crystalline, white-blue, as it's jutting up out of its shoulders and back. It's huge hummock is becoming this big knot of muscle on its shoulders. Its paws are getting long and like grossly dexterous as its fingers grow out. I hate this. Yeah, that's gross. Those two are the only ones that can see this, right? Those two are the only ones that can see this, yes. Dang. So that is it. That is what you see as the other group is getting into position. And Lucia will definitely exchange a look with you, just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but she won't actually say anything. Right. But she will notch an arrow and ready it. Um, I'm going to get into, like, a position so I'm, like, ready to, like... How far away from, are we specifically from the camp? You're probably like... 40 feet away. Okay. Um, is there somewhere I can move so that I could 
closer so that I could because forty feet is more than my my speed, right? Basically, though you I can get... dash as a bonus action on your turn, so your oh, speed is pretty true. good. Um, though sure. with your stealth roll, you could probably get up right up onto the wall if you wanted to. Yeah, and not quite scale it, but like press yourself up against the outside of the wall. Yeah, I think that's what I'm gonna do. Lucia will remain behind though, and she will be kind of offering cover fire. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. She's affecting a sniper position. Mm-hmm. So, Grawl, Tirza, oh. Cherish. Mm-hmm. There's fifty feet of open space between you and the encampment and the portal. What do you do? You're muted, buddy. Oh, sorry. Cherish, take it away, is what I was trying <laughs> oh, to <okay>. say. <laughs> um, I'm going to sprint about 20 feet and then throw the bead over the wall. Okay. Uh, okay. I need um, you to give me a does the item list what kind of attack roll you're making with the bead? Uh, I'm just about to look at that. Um, necklace of fireballs. I think I would have down. <laughs> Grawl, Tears, are you doing anything while this is happening? I'm going to keep pace with Cherish. Okay. All it says is that you can use an action to detach a bead and throw it up to 60 feet. Okay. Then you detach a bead and throw it. Into the center yes. of this camp. Yes. Do we want to make ranged attacks at these guys? Because they're going to have to come at us. You can't actually see anyone who's in the camp. Not from your no, position. N- right, right. So, like, the assumption was, if we blow up the thing, whoever's in there is going to come out, and then we, we zap them we from far away. We pick them off as we, as we, they come out. Yeah, that yeah. was also yeah. my impression. But if yeah. you're, yeah, but you're in melee range now. You're going, if they come right out, how yeah, far away is this we, thing? We were I'm, we're fifty feet away, and I moved twenty, so I'm still thirty feet away. Yeah, so that melee is five feet. No, but I mean, someone can take one movement, right? A but humanoid. The, if if they're throwing the bead to the center of the camp, yeah, that is I have to about that is about sixty feet is the throw you're making right now because the camp itself is about thirty feet wide in total. So yeah. you're throwing the bead probably about 45 feet. So they wouldn't actually be able to get to you in one movement unless they were already on the outside of the encampment. Yeah. Which they are not. Okay. So you're just... muted again. Um, yeah, okay, so I do that. Um, okay, you're throwing one bead into the center of this place? Yes. All right. And they have to make deck saving throws. Yes, indeedy. Oh no. Let's see. So, what is the DC for the uh the necklace of fireballs? Because it is not your spell save DC, I believe. It's not, so it's 15. It's 15, okay. Which is actually only one more than my actual spell Ah. save DC. Okay, then. So, oh boy. Um, 
I mean, you don't actually see what happens, so roll yeah. damage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just detonating a bomb. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, 12, 15, 20, 23, 25, and that's 7, 30 damage. Oof. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, I like this oh. plan. So I fireball. love fireball. Okay. How much was the total? The total was 30. 30, okay. So 30 Just used a bead. Oop. Yeah, I was going to throw two, but that seemed like overkill. Well, um, Sid, as you are on the, just on the outside of the wall as well, uh, you don't mm-hmm. actually see what happens, but I do need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, shit. You're not actually catching any of the fireball, but the wall is going to explode behind you. Uh, That makes sense. (laughs) Yes, it does. Uh, It is. So that was that was the thing that I was saying when I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize you." I thought we were just throwing the at the actual self. I didn't realize you were trying to do it. It's a lob over. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I realize that Sid was going to get right up on the wall. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I rolled 26. <laughs> okay, yeah. You dramatically dive forward as the fire <laughs> washes over the top of you, and you get out of the range of the f- falling snow and the fire, so that's good. And I think to myself, damn, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is going to start initiative, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I'd say so. makes sense. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh so twenty-five to twenty. Uh and also I have a question. Okay. I rolled an at twenty. Does that do anything? What is your dexterity bonus? It's just plus one. Then that means you got a twenty one on initiative. Way to go. Okay. Again, I wasn't sure if yeah. twenties or uh, ones did anything. Special. Not on initiative really. So, you got a 21 on initiative. Very nice, Tirza. Um, unfortunately, some wolfiness is maybe going first, because uh, he rolled oh, real good. Um, so, um, 15 to 20? What do we got? Oh my god, I'm like 18. 18. Uh, I got a 17. 18 for Grawl. This will never happen again. No. <laughs> uh, Cherish, what is your total dexterity score? Uh, my total dexterity score. My dex is 13. Okay. So I only have a plus one. Right. Okay. Sid, what did you end up with? 13. 13. Um, yeah, Sid's going last. Holy crap. So, as soon as the explosion goes off, Lucia will loose an arrow. She is firing at the wolf, because that thing seems real nasty. Um, in quick succession, she draws and fires twice. 
because uh, she a badass like that. Um, one arrow misses, and the other hits its target, and she will use her Archer's Eye ability to add an extra d10 to the damage on this one. Ooh, jeez. Ooh, that is what that's she what, do. That's why we brought her, girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh-huh. Not because she a badass. Oh, wait. <laughs> she hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that too. Wow. She's a cat lady. Cool. That's how it do. Uh, that Girl's brings us to the wolf, who is none too pleased about any of this. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I can just do this at will. Okay. Oh, God damn it. So, it is... Let's see, who does it notice? It notices the person who threw the fireball. That um, sucks. That's a bummer. <laughs> so... The walls of this little fort were completely annihilated by the fireball. So you basically see the wreckage of the interior of this place. The smoked corpse of the dire bear. The horrible, now transformed winter wolf turned dire winter wolf. Um, Bad. Yeah. As it willingly gave itself the dire plague. so bad. And standing in the center of this near, it seems to have, this guy seems to have taken shelter inside the dire bear corpse. So you're not sure what that's going to do. Uh, I thought, I thought oh, they no. smelled bad on the outside. Uh, but there are also three smoking corpses in the center of this place because those other cultists just got smoked. Yeah. Later, we're going to f- find out that these people had families and stuff like that. Yeah, so, like, oh, it turns out that they weren't cultists at all. Being you all here. see this huge... Now, the the wolf, it was large before. It has gotten bigger. Oh. Um, it still looks hurt, but those wounds seem to be more superficial now as opposed to it's was looking like it was on its last legs before. Those horrible bone ice spines that are shooting out of its neck and shoulders and some parts of its spine begin to glow with this horrible rippling color swirl that looks like an aurora borealis. And it will charge towards Cherish and then a rippling window will open up in front of it and it will vanish. That's so cool. That's not good. That's very cool, but I hate it. It will appear right in front of Cherish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what sucks? Misty Step isn't a reaction. (laughs) (laughs) And then it will stare you dead in the eyes with these horrible, bright, ice blue eyes with these veins of red moving through them. These bloodshot, horrible orbs of ice. And it will... And let out a horrible frosty breath that engulfs all of you because this cone is so much bigger now. Um, and I need you all to make dexterity saving throws. Okay. Sid, you're fine. And Olivia, you're muted. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Sorry, I keep doing that. Yeah, you do. uh, Cherish, you are standing right next to me, so my aura is going to give you a plus two to your. And that's great. Throws. Grawl, weren't you approaching with Cherish as well? No, you are all the way. How far back are you? I, I, so from the moment 
Cherish said, I'm going to approach. Uh, I haven't moved. Which oh, so you're still 50 feet back. Okay, you're not even yeah. in this breath weapon then. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask because I was like, uh, my Eldritch Blast has a decent range on So I I, I thought we were all just going to stand back and just like right. do magic stuff. At well, this. that was a very good call on your part. Hmm. <laughs> I got a 22. 22, that's very good. I got a 17. Like a, a nat 20, 22. 17 is also... Very, you got a nat 20. Yes. Okay. Um, so, you go diving out of the way. That is very, very good that you got that. Um, right. So, with the with the nat 20 on that one, we'll say you're going to be quartering the damage. Um, okay. So, you're not only... You're going to be taking half and then half again. So, that's very, okay. very good. Um, Thank God. Oh no. I might just roll a nat 20 on some damage. Or something. Oh no, it's worse than that. Um, oh god. Okay. Bye, Tears. Bye. Guess who forgot to heal? Physician, heal thyself. I forgot to do that. Okay. Tears, you're only taking half. Okay. So. You are taking 36 points of cold damage. Cool. Oh. I'm down. Oh. Holy shit. That is half. That's disgusting. Uh, Cherish, you are only taking 18. I have 6 HP. <laughs> oh my god. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I did actually take damage in that last fight, and I forgot... <laughs> So, uh, that is the wolf's turn. Great. Yeah. Tirza, give me a death saving throw. I'm so glad I rolled high in the initiative so that I could die. <laughs> oh. I think it's... What? No. I got a two! <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't botch, I though. Didn't, I didn't botch. That's good. So that, that is one strike for Tirza. Yep. I was yeah. Grawl. Is a botch gonna be is a botch worse? Botch yeah. is, uh, is two strikes. Oh, I didn't know. And that. and a crit means you're back up. Oh. Cool. So, Grawl, we are over to you. You see Tirza does not in fact go down, but is instead frozen in place, their body seemingly just etched in ice. Blasted icicles dripping backwards off of her body, and uh, Cherish is not looking much better, having hid behind the statue of that is now Tears. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay. Great. Oh, jeez. Um, That's. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what to do in this situation. That's not how it was supposed to go in my brain. Uh, so, nope. Uh, how far am I away from him, the wolf, now? Let's see. Cherish about moved 20. forward about 20 feet. So, yeah, you're about 20 feet away. Yeah, I still don't want to come hug this thing. Like I said, the wounds it suffered at your hands outside are still there. So, it just uh, looks like it maybe added more hit points to itself. Yeah, that's real, real good. 
Um, well, just which was this the one that damaged me earlier? Um, they both did. Yes, they? this was the one that actually brought you down. Okay. Um, I don't know if hellish rebuke would. No, I don't want to use it. I've got other things I can. Well, use. it'll only work right after you. It's damaged you, so. Yeah. Okay. In that in in that case, I'm going to use uh mirror image. Okay. Very cool. So you cast mirror uh, image on yourself. Yes, oh, yeah. I do. And I've got spell. three illusory <clears throat> duplicates of myself. Yeah. All right. You are now much tougher to hit. Yes. Great. Um. And. Oh, I guess I'm gonna move. Up closer. You're harder to no. hit now. Yeah, I know, but I'm I'm just basically spending my entire turn making three of me. Okay. Yes. So, but do you move up? No, I don't. Okay, you stay where you are. Cherish is a Cherish is alone with the wolf. Um so that brings us to the last cultist who Wait. somehow survived. What's up? Is it not my turn? No, the cultist actually rolled the same as you and has a higher dex. Ah. <laughs> so that is why I asked at the beginning of combat. Um, oh, damn, that's what I just said, but I was muted again. <laughs> yeah. Now you can so... swing the arm up and it'll mute it automatically. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, what is this thing going to do? All of his companions are dead. The Winter Wolf, and he's not doing good. Um, drags himself out of the Dire Bear corpse and begins sprinting towards the portal. Oh, shit. And then just, like, basically cannonballs into it. Oh, shit. And that is what it does. Fuck. Cool. Uh, that brings us to Cherish. God damn it. Um, it's not going to end well. Like a new one. I cast Flame Blade. Okay. Um. Little icicles begin dripping off of Tirza. Um. Okay, it's a melee spell attack. Uh. So you rush up and attack the wolf? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, you know. I Yeah. It's a good, it's a good call. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Question, mm -hmm. who has healing potions on them still? Just curious. It's me. I have one. Okay. I have two, yeah. They're currently frozen to Tears' body, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fine. Uh -huh. I got a big chisel. But they're in there somewhere. <laughs> you can... Oh, my God. Oh, yes. wait. Oh, god damn it. What do we have uh, for an attack 19. roll? 19. Or no, no. Uh, fuck, I rolled a 19. Uh, plus 6, uh, which is 25. That will, in fact, hit. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> uh, okay, so this is going to be taking 3d6 plus 3 fire damage. I forgot to add the charisma fire damage to the fireball. It's fine. It's dumb. Yeah, it, it worked anyway, <laughs> so it's not a huge deal. Oh no, those cultists are extra dead. <laughs> oh, that's not great anyway. Uh, 12 damage. 12 fire damage. 
in fact, it does 24 fire damage. Oh, because it's light. Yeah. it has gained a vulnerability to fire damage now that it is in its icy, dire shape. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Does Cherish say that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck this thing. So, the rest of you see Cherish sticking out a hand, and golden flames begin coalescing down her arm and forming into a horrible scimitar as she lunges forward and slashes at the thing. It lets out a horrible yowl of inhuman rage. Which brings us to Sid. Yeah. Uh, how far am I from the dire wolf? You are probably, ooh, wow, uh, 60 feet away. Cool. I'm going to move 30 feet. I'm going to use my bonus action to dash, and then I'm going to, does that uh, make me reach the dire wolf? Yeah, you get up on it. Cool. I'd like to stab it in the back, please. And you are flanking with Cherish. Yep. Fuck this guy. And Storm points or Storm Piercer says as much. Fuck so, this guy. Uh, and indeed, I do. And actually, I'd like to do something. This is mostly for flavor. Um, I would like to uh, run at it. I'd like to use Storm Piercer's um, teleport move, and I would like to uh, uh, appear above it and then drop down with Storm Piercer and stab it in, in like the back, the base of the skull. Because I rolled a nat 20. What? We don't have any established rules in that teleportation move as of yet, I believe. It's true, we don't. Because it's not really a power you've technically unlocked. Um, oh, I thought I did. In a certain time, in a certain place, you were capable of doing it. Oh. Oh, I thought I could just do it. Yeah. No. Um, oh. Unless you've written down something that I have not. Um, I just wrote down the Misty Step... Um spell um no no never mind then um yeah i guess i'll just run up its back and stab it in the back of oh the oh no skull. the teleport thing totally d happens oh okay cool uh because if you roll the nat 20 some cool shit is going down <laughs> um as you're okay. rushing towards this thing you feel strange emanations coming from the portal at your back and it somehow emboldens your abilities. You feel this strange tingling energy not from Storm Piercer, but welling up from somewhere inside of you and as you take a few quick steps forward there's a and you're gone and you're above this thing and coming down at it and almost on instinct you drive Storm Piercer down into its back. Yep, and okay, so the total amount of damage I can do is 33. Yes. Um, so I'm going to roll. Gross. To remind our listeners, we here at Material Components practice epic crits. So 33 is, the, of course, the maximum amount of damage, and then we add the roll to that. Disgusting. Uh, okay, and then do I, add, do I add my modifiers on top of that? Of well? course you yes. do. <laughs> I like the uh, thing don't mind if here. I do. I do fifty-six damage. Oh. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell! Thing uh, still had forty-one hit points left. And... <laughs> oh my god! 
So there Flu, is this. Like, nope. <laughs> the sound you get when a huge ice shelf cracks off of your roof. The sound you get when you take the wrong step on a frozen lake. The sound you get when you're cracking ice into the bin from your freezer. <laughs> It is this horrible, rippling crack of ice that just echoes through this cave. And this thing lets out a horrible, monstrous howl that is tinged with a word. And that word is NO! As it dies an ignominious death to Sid Emberlight's blade. Nice. And I whisper in its ear, Pack Tactics. Terrible. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. And after that, the cave is eerily silent, but for the gentle hum of the portal before you. Uh,. Tirza, give me another death saving throw. <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's frozen. How are we? Don't roll a one. Oh, God. I rolled a nine. Strike two. <sighs> okay. Well, I'm rolling so bad, you guys. You didn't roll a one. Tirza, at this point, does fall over the heat of uh, your flaming blade. She was okay. really, she wasn't, like, frozen solid into a statue. I'm more like Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining. Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> there was a stiffness there, but it's pretty quickly physics is overcoming that. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yay, physics. So, are any of you doing anything? Uh, no. I... <laughs> leave me to die. <laughs> um, I have, I, I only have standard healing potions, so it's not gonna, like, do much. Um, I can use my greater uh-huh. healing potion. I okay. A, I have one more. I have, or, or, or we could chisel off one of like her healing potions and just give it to her, right? I'll just take one of hers after I use mine. Oh, okay, there we go. That's fine. Everything works out. Um, so you want me to roll it? Yeah, sure. As you pour this healing potion down Tears' throat. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Um. Uh, 17. Nice. Healed back up to 17. So, Tirza, you let out a gasp and (laughs) are suddenly very, very cold. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm probably, like, shivering really, really heavily. Come, stand by my flame blade. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) How long does the flame blade last? Uh, it lasts, uh, up to 10 minutes. Okay. So yeah, there's a little bit of Oh yes, let me warm myself by your flame blade. Lucia never stops eyeing the portal as she makes her way towards you, um, but she will slowly back up towards Tirza and put a pod hand on your uh, shoulder and heal you for... Not great. It's only for six hit points because she can't cast a ton of spells, but as a ranger she can cast a a few spells. And one of them is Cure Wounds. Excellent. Cool. Uh, I'm going to take one of my own standard healing potions. That's D8? 2D4 plus 2. Oh, okay. 
that's three and three. Uh, so eight more. Nice. Okay. I'm kind of feeling okay. <laughs> still mm -hmm. not great. So Lucia still has her bow knocked and she's staring intently over the glowing rim of the portal and she shoots a glance back at the rest of you and says, what now? I saw one of them go through. Yeah. Um, we definitely shouldn't go in it. Uh, so Mike, quick question. Mm -hmm. I went on a fun friendship mission with Camion. It's true. To go close one of these. Mm -hmm. And Camion was the one who closed it. Yes or no? Yes. What do I remember about what they did? Give me an Arcana roll. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I was like, I'm, I know earlier I said I couldn't close this, but I'm going to try anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to use advantage. Okay. So Maz is helping you out on this one. Dirty 20. All right. You're not sure about the precise nature of the ritual. What you do know is there was a long, terrifying series of moments in which Camion entered the portal and then came back with a piece of one of those strange umber fae that they had killed on the way to the portal. It seems as though they went through to find a piece of a creature on the other side and then bring it back, and that was involved in closing the portal. So we get to go inside the portal then. Well, I don't think we should all go inside the <sighs> Yeah, I mean getting getting a piece of the cultist, like, I guess that doesn't really help us in the long run though. You do know that Camion was pretty specific in finding something of a creature that came from the other side. Okay. Yeah. Um <clears throat> What about uh, this what about this wolf? Did it come from the other side? I have no idea. You know it has one of those same cultish burn marks, but yeah, you you have no idea. Grawl, what are you I, doing while this is happening? That I'm staring at the portal. The tinkling sound is intense here. It's so loud. No one else can is, hear it. Is there like is it, it coming from a direction or is it like omnidirectional? It is coming from the portal. Okay. Or so, thereabouts. So, Reed, last time you hit a portal with your sword, it worked out pretty well. You I know. I know. That's in a different <laughs> timeline. And I know. I, I know. know. I can't. I'm in a different place. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yes, of course, I want to try to stab the portal, but, like, that's Reed talking. I don't. I don't yeah, want to. Yeah, Grawl wouldn't yeah. know to, to. Yeah, exactly. I but like I was I, mostly I, kidding. So it's coming from the portal. The tinkling sound is coming from the around the portal. 
Okay, but like if if I was to like rotate my head left to right, I could be like I could kind of generally focus on it as like a source. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna make my way towards the portal. Okay. Sword is drawn. Okay. Yeah, the tinkling gets louder and louder and louder, and like it's the it's the rattling of icicles. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Um. Is anyone else coming with me? Yeah, I'll go with you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, God, we shouldn't all go in the portal, though. That just seems like a really bad idea. Oh, I'm not going in it yet. And Lucia sort of looks at all of you and says, Is that what the, you're doing? What is happening? Yeah, I don't, try something yeah, first. I, I, don't know, I don't know the ritual thing. I don't know quite know exactly what it entails, like, like I said earlier, but... I know that we need something from from inside the portal. I just I don't know if we should all go at once. And inside your mind you hear Maz's voice say, "Once you have all the pieces, I'm sure you're smart enough to figure it out." Um so question, yeah. this portal? Mm-hmm. Is it like is it is it like a literal like gateway to another place where I can see where it's leading or is it like just a swirl of like blue light as you get close to it and observe what it is you can see that it is this strange almost slowly moving glowing ice that is curling in on itself around the edge of the ring of this thing snow seems to be slowly oozing out of it and bleeding out of it in a way. The snow down here didn't fall. It grew out from the portal. Staring down into it is a cacophony of colors, greens and yellows and purples and blues. It is a swirling aurora of color that very much resembles the portal that the dire winter wolf tore open as it charged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't actually see anything on the other side. It is some kind of twisting, glowing plane that lies beneath your feet. I don't really want to go in there. I don't think anyone else should. Cherish. I'm try. I no, jump into the portal. <laughs> no. no. Uh, well, we need I... something. We need something from the portal. So somebody needs to go in. And what no did, one else what is going to do it. What did Kamin do with first. the with the thing? What did Kamin do with the thing? Like what what did he do with the piece that he brought back? They performed some they, kind they of ritual. Yeah. You base you vaguely remember the basics of it, but it would be a lot of ad hoc magic, for lack of a better term, trying to figure out precisely what happened. <sighs> You know that a piece from the other side was involved. You know that there was a small ritual circle made, but there were arcane sigils drawn that you would basically be having to try, possibly fail, before you figured out the right ones. You didn't how, memorize anything. How close am I to the portal now? You're right on top of it. Great, that tinkling sound is it. like into the center of it, at the edge of it. No. Like, top, like, chops to nave, uh, you know? Again, the portal is a ring on the ground. It isn't standing free in front of you. Oh, it's like on the ground? It is a circle on the ground. 
Oh, okay. I was thinking some sort of floating like no. disc in the air. Okay, so it's mm, it's like a pool of light on the ground. Yeah, yeah. not a Stargate situation. Dang no. it. Okay. Well, a Stargate situation if the Stargate was tipped over. Yeah. We're dealing with a tipped over Stargate situation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What happens if I just kind of like, like, take a chunk, like, attempt to swing straight at it? Okay. What you all see is Grawl swing at this portal. As the sword connects, you all see a burst of snow. And in the negative space around the snow, the outlines of moths just parting away from Grawl. As your sword connects with the portal, you feel the world twist sideways. And the other three of you see Grawl... Sucked straight in as his sword makes contact with the portal. Oh. Cool. Okay. Yeah, uh, well, I, we're going in to get him. Well, okay. So somebody. Okay. When you, I'm going to tie a rope around my waist. Hold on to it. And Lucia okay. grabs onto the rope. Yeah, I'll grab onto the rope. Is anybody else? Does anybody else want to come with a rope? I can. I, I don't mind going. I mean, I'm I'm the stronger of the two of us. No offense, Sid. So I can hold the rope. Okay. I go in the portal. Sid, are you going with Cherish? Or are you staying behind um, holding the rope? Um, I'm going to uh, take one of uh, Tears's health potion, remaining health potions, guzzle it, and I'm going to go into the portal. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> Do you go with Cherish, or are you just leaping after her? I'm going to go with Cherish. Okay. So the two of you just jump together, both of you holding yeah. one end of the rope? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Okay. So, they leap in. Tirza, you and Lucia are holding this rope as they go diving in. And as soon as they hit the plane, there's a... It, it and swoops. It, it yeah. begins to drag you towards it. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, is there anything, like, around us, like a rock, uh, like a stalagmite? I described yeah, it as, like, an empty plane down yeah, in this section. Yeah, you super did. I was just hoping maybe a weird, random pokey. Um, it, this is, like a, a, like, a strong force, right? Like, we're being dragged pretty rapidly. You are rapidly. being dragged very rapidly. You need to make a snap decision. Do you get dragged into the portal or do you let go you know i'm go i'm gonna go with but i'm gonna tell um lucia we need someone to stay on this side and uh, she lets go of the rope yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and, I'm, and, I'm, and i'm sure it's literally like lucia we need to, someone to stay on the other side <laughs> and she's already not holding the rope <laughs> And you go cool. straight in. I need everyone to give me a constitution saving throw. Oh, good. And uh, uh, Olivia, what kind of uh, healing potion did you have, by the way? Standard. Standard. Okay, so that's 2d4 plus 2. I want to give myself a little bit of health. Yeah. Sweet. What do we got for con saves? 17. 17. 
That's a 12. 12? I rolled real bad, so a 10. 10. Let's see. Sid, what do we got for you? I, I feel terrible. I, I, I just I got another nat 20. <laughs> what is wrong with you? How do you do this? He's stealing them. I don't understand. <laughs> Sid, you are the first yeah. to wake up. Okay. You shake your head. You feel snow rolling off of your body. You let out a... <laughs> kind of trying to clear snow out of your nose. And you... <laughs> Do you wipe away at your face with yeah. your hand? Yeah. Your, the pawed hand scratches at your face. Oh, God. You stare around oh for a brief moment. Oh, no. You look down at your pawed front paws. <laughs> you look around at the other animals that are laying unconscious <laughs> in the snowbank around you. Sid um, Emberlight, what kind of animal have you transformed into? He's a pug. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with a Bernese Mountain Dog. Okay. Uh, oh, puppy. You're a huge, shaggy dog staring down at your paws. It is sort of a uh, uh, an auburn hair color. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, Ruh-roh. <laughs> no. And I think it is there that we will end this session. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Thank God. Oh, my God. This is amazing. <laughs> oh, no. Because, oh. as always, you can find us on Twitter if you have your own reactions <laughs> to this madness. <laughs> Oh, at no. matcomrpg that's spelled m-a-t-c-o-m-r-p-g and we have an email address which is materialcomponents at gmail or materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com uh, we always love hearing from all of y'all and if you have uh, recommendations for what the others should maybe turn into uh, as they find their fursonas here in the Beastlands <laughs> yes the yes. matcom furries <laughs> That's the name. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Please okay. send in your recommendations. Mm -hmm. Does anyone else have anything they would like to plug? Oh, man. Um, <coughs> hey, I'm at CryOutOlivia on Twitter. Come uh, talk to me about how Scrappy-Doo is the best character in Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you can find me uh, on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing at this point. What's your favorite sandwich? Just let me know. <laughs> I'm the best person to tell because I don't actually like sandwiches. Oh, I love sandwiches. Um, oh, you can find God. me on That's Twitter funny. and Instagram at the Readimus. Um, yeah, I, I somehow I imagine out of all of this, uh, Grawl is the one that's going to be, if, if there is fan art, he's going to be drawn as a Chihuahua. Well, um, look, it, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna come down to what you decide your uh, animal side looks like, and we'll f figure that out later. But now, does it have to be a dog? In the meantime, Wait, my animal side. In the meantime, animal? I can be contacted on Twitter at MK Gorgoni. <laughs> I'm so curious. I will answer all of your questions later, my humble adventurers. Oh, so many questions. 
And of course, you can listen to me on my other podcast, Panel Up, where we discuss the uh, ins and outs of pop culture on a weekly basis. As always, the world is chaos, so please be kind to one another. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.